Open Books with Claire is a proud member of the Create Vine and is produced by Mecco Radio. Welcome back to Open Books with Claire. On Open Books with Claire, we explore characters and how they drive the stories we love. I'm your host, Claire. Uh, so today I'm going to give a short, spoiler-free, bo- short, spoiler-free look at the book Arch Enemies. Uh, but don't worry, following the spoiler-free section, I, along with my guest hosts, will dive into a spoiler look at today's book as well. Uh, so Arch Enemies was written by Marissa Meyer. So Marissa Meyer is a New York Times bestselling author, and she's got a few different series that she's written, uh, one of which, The Lunar Chronicles, we have already taken a look at in season one. So this book is written in a third-person point of view, and we have two people who narrate the book. So we kind of get to see inside the, the head of Nova and Adrian. Uh, so this book uh, is the second book of the series. It continues to follow the story of Adrian and Nova as they try and keep their identities hidden from each other, as they're trying to look for each other, uh, or like look for uh, their al- their secret identities. <laughs> Alter egos? <laughs> Anyways. Alter egos. That's another one. That's a good one. Alter egos. And kind of just, you know, find where they're going in life. Uh, this book is a really good book, honestly, for anybody, for kids of any ages to read. I don't think there's, there's no swears and there's not really any graphic description of anything. All right, on to our spoilers. So to join me in that conversation is both Talia and Soraya. So Talia and Soraya were with us last week as we discussed Renegades, which, you know, that was kind of a bit of a roller coaster, but we're back. Today was also a little bit of a roller coaster, but we're still, you know... We're here. We're working. We're we're here anyways. So, you know, say... I mean... Uh... <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna be like, say hello, guys, but that's just weird. <laughs> hello. So <laughs> Every time, this is just so awkward. Just, hi. Hello. <laughs> okay, um, well, let's just dive into the book. Uh, does someone want to, one of you guys want to tell us a little bit about what happens in this book? I got you. The book opens with Adrian's team trying to stop a group of thieves from stealing drugs. During this time, Adrian disappears at one point and shows up in his sentinel getup. And he tries to stop the last thief from getting away, but is unsuccessful and he's thrown into a river. And this leads to people thinking that the Sentinel is probably dead. Um, Later, there's a big meeting with all the renegades to announce Agent N. Agent N is a serum that can neutralize a prodigy's powers. And they actually demonstrate this on the puppeteer, who is Winston Pratt. He's the one who can mind control children. So he loses those powers. Nova starts to work at the artifact storage place in the Renegades' headquarters, and she finds Ace Anarchy's helmet, which is protected in a solid chromium box. And she's trying to figure out how to get it out of there and get it back to Ace. The team, uh, like Adrian's team, also goes to watch Ruby's brothers compete in a non-prodigy sidekick competition. And while they're there, Nova actually makes her move on Adrian, tries to kiss him, but gets rejected. He, like, pretends not to see it or whatever. Time goes on. Uh, They start training with Agent N. Nova's trying to figure out how to get Ace's helmet back. 
and she actually comes across an artifact called the Vitality Charm. Adrian's there too, and they learn that it can protect from sickness, diseases, amongst other things, and Adrian has a theory that it might protect him from Max's powers and Agent N. So he goes and tests it, and it turns out that it can protect from Max's powers so he can, for once in his life, be able to actually be with Max instead of having a glass quarantine between them. Nova's intrigued by this charm, and she goes to Adrian's house to try and steal it. And this is one of my favorite parts in the whole series. It's so good. It's just so cute. I love it. Um, So Adrian, he leads her into his room, and he shows her a mural that he had painted of a dream that Nova had told him about. He brings it to life, and that creates, like, this jungle around them. Like, they don't even feel like they're in that room anymore. And Nova opens up to him a little bit as to why she stopped sleeping. And Adrian creates a super soundproof, like, headphones to try and bring her a little peace. Uh, Nova ends up falling asleep, actually, and she sleeps for, like, 24 hours, which has... She never sleeps. That's crazy that she did that. And after she wakes up, she actually has dinner with her two main targets, Captain Chromium and the Dread Warden. And then Adrian and her go back downstairs to watch a movie, and Adrian finally gets the courage again to try and kiss her, and this time he succeeds. But while they're kissing, Nova puts him to sleep, and she finds the vitality charm. The next day, there's a gala, and Nova plans on using the mostly empty Renegade's headquarters to her advantage to try and get Ace's helmet back, and she succeeds in doing that. At one point during the book, uh, Dana finds out that Nova's nightmare as she's spying from her butterfly form, but they are able to catch the butterfly so that uh, Dana can't change back, so she's stuck in her uh, swarm. Dana finds Adrian and leads him to the ruins, and there they find Ace, and they actually end up capturing Ace. He also reveals himself as the Sentinel to Ruby and Oscar, and they... There, they also find out that Nightmare is, in fact, still alive. And the book ends with just Adrian asking Nova to help him find Nightmare and Nova agreeing. And that's how that book ends off. Awesome. Yeah, there's definitely a lot that happens in this book, which, I mean, I say that with just about every book, but it's true every single time. So, yeah, let's talk a little bit about Nova, uh, because we definitely get to see her character develop. Uh, throughout this book. I mean, since, you know, we're kind of seeing inside her mind, we're the ones who get to follow her uh, from when she's with with the renegades to then when she is a different person entirely when she's with the anarchists, right? So we're, we get to see her on both sides. And uh, I mean, would you guys agree that you kind of see her, like, she kind of becomes conflicted, like on where she stands? A little bit, maybe? Kind of? Definitely. She's like... Like, you see you see her thoughts about it all, and she's just like, the, the, the renegades are wrong, you know? The anarchists are right. But you also see her, her conflicting thoughts with the way she feels about Adrienne. Like, when they're, when they're hanging out together, she's just like, I love them so much, basically. But then she's just like, but I can't, you know? So, like, you see her want to be with 
Well, like, she likes the renegades, and she likes being around them, but then she also feels this obligation to her family and to her uncle and to the anarchists to be an anarchist, you know? So it's really cool to see her different sides and different thoughts about it, especially in her company. Yeah, I, I, one of, like, my favorite parts about this book is that you're seeing it from, like, the villain's point of view almost, but then you also get, like, Adrian's point of view too, so you, like, see the differences in how they view the opposing side, and I just, I'm, like, I find myself cheering for Nova, like, over Adrian sometimes. Like, when she got that helmet, I was like, yes, Nova, like, you go. Even though if you you were just reading it from, like, the renegade perspective, that would be, like, really bad that Nova got it. But since it's from, like, her perspective, I don't know. I just think it's so interesting to, like, see it from a villain point of view. Well, it's so awkward to be hearing their thoughts about each other. Like, they're just like, Adrian's just like, I hate Nightmare. I love Nova. And you're just like, honey, they're the same person. <laughs> Even with, like, her her talking, like, Nova talking to Adrian, she's just like, the Sentinel sucks. And he's just like, ha, I am the Sentinel. <laughs> you're just like, it's really awkward to hear them talking bad about the other person. Adrian's just like, Nightmare's evil, and, like, she and the anarchists suck, and she's just like, well, tell me what you really think, you know? (laughs) It builds up, like, the anticipation so much. Like, when you're first reading it, it's like, when are they actually going to find out? And, like, how are they going to react to, like, Nova being Nightmare? Like, and it's just, you are dying to, like, wait for their reactions just because they've had so many moments of just straight up saying that the other person's alter ego or whatever, like, sucks. But yeah, that was that was a great part that... What's it called? Just waiting for them. <laughs> the anticipation. <laughs> Honestly, sometimes it annoys me, you know, that I'm reading this. I'm like, how can you not <laughs> figure this out, right? Like, there's just the tells, right? You're just like, well, I mean, it's kind of obvious that every time Adrian sneaks away and the Sentinel comes back, you know, you're just like, well... I mean, they're the same person, but then, you know, that's also because you see the entire thing, right? So, uh, but then, you know, there's other times where I love it because it's just, it adds something to the book because it's almost like you're watching four characters instead of two. Yeah. Right? Because Nova as Nightmare is such a different person because she's the evil person, right? Like, she's the bad guy, but not actually right you can kind of see different pieces of their personality in it too like adrian when he's adrian he's this super sweet guy who has like this hope and faith in the renegades and then as the sentinel he's this cocky arrogant guy who's just like i'm the king of the world basically you know he's just like i could do anything but like they're very they're very different from each other it's 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 crazy when you're seeing that and even nova as nightmare like you can kind of see her when she's fighting she's kind of a jerk and cocky about it because she's just like i'm the best because but as nova she's just like i can't show how good i am so she kind of she's kind of like humbled as nova 
And then when she's nightmarish, she's kind of jerkish about it all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I agree. And I also agree, like, especially reading it, like, the second time or I'm on, like, my third time now. It's like, how how are you, like, not... How is no one, especially with Adrian being the sentinel, how can no one figure it out? Like, but I guess, like, right? no one's suspicious of him. So, like, why would they think that? Like, why would they look for those clues when they wouldn't think to look for those clues? But I think that's, like, why I appreciate Dana so much. Like, I honestly love Dana, like, her personality and everything. But, like, she's the one person who, like figured out that Nova's nightmare and I remember the first time I read it I did not like her because she figured out Nova but reading it again it's like okay I actually really appreciate you because you're the smartest one here out of everybody well everyone else would kind of rationalize it they're just like it can't be them like nightmare like Nova can't be nightmare because yeah I know Nova you know she would never do this or even with Adrian and the Sentinel. It's just like, Adrian can't be the Sentinel because his power is drawing powers. He, d- he can't shoot yeah. fire from his hand, you know? Like, that sort of thing. It's kind of just like, they, they rationalize it, but Dana was able to see it as it was. She, she was suspicious of Nova. She did some digging and discovered it, you know? And she stuck by that. Yeah, well, and she, she's a really good character, uh, the way that she um, is described. And, I mean, her power's kind of cool, you know? Like, she just turns into a swarm of monarch butterflies. Like, that's awesome. It kind of reminds me of, like, um, Frank turning into all those bees in Heroes of Olympus, you know? Yes! <laughs> you just turned into a swarm of bees! Yeah. Oh, my that's goodness. That's what I do. That was hilarious, too. I mean, we see a lot of characters develop through the whole book i mean it's the second book so like the first book you're meeting them you're kind of setting up you know what's going on and then you start developing the characters a little bit um but then in this book i feel like um there's a lot more development uh especially with like nova and adrian because they're the ones that we follow right so adrian i feel like he becomes more um daring like he starts taking more risks I mean, like, he he took that vitality charm, right? Like, he didn't know for sure if it would work, you know, so he could go in and see Max, but he he took that risk uh, so then he could see his little brother kind of thing. And so I feel like he almost starts to take more risks, uh, and part of that could be, you know, being the sentinel. His desperation changed, too. Like, the more nightmare comes in... And he's just, he's fine once Nightmare thinks, like, he thinks that Nightmare is dead. But once it's just, like, Nightmare isn't dead, you're j- he's just, like, he gets angry. And, like, he starts putting these little bits together and he's just, like, he changes a lot throughout it based on his experiences. And it's really, it's both cool to see and also you're kind of just, like, calm down. Like... When he, he, like, at the end, when it's just, like, Nightmare is alive, he's just, like, I'm gonna try to kill Nightmare, or, like, he's just, like, I'm, like, he's full-on furious, you know? And, and that was kind of just, like, 
you're, you're kind of just like, this isn't the Adrian that we know and love. This isn't cinnamon roll Adrian. This is, like, angry Adrian. And it, it, it wasn't... It was cool, but I was also kind of just saddened by it, you know? Because, like, we love our cinnamon roll. But nope, he's gone. I also, like, noticed, like, he's super, like, sure of himself in that, like, he... He's super determined to, like, catch Nightmare, and he's very confident when he's the Sentinel. But, like, when it comes to Nova, that's when all of his confidence is just gone, and he's just full of all this doubt and stuff. He's so awkward. Okay, there's, like, (laughs) there's a part in the book. Actually, I have the quote. Hold on. It's, like, one of my favorites in the whole book. What does he say? So they're at the gala and he invited Nova to be his date and she said yes, but she ended up being like an hour late. So he was just sitting there like so stressed. He's like, oh no, it it could never work anyways. Like I'm the sentinel. It, It just would never work. She hates the sentinel. Like it just would never work. And then she comes in and Oscar's like, hey, look, no, Adrian, look, and then he turns around and sees her, and like, this is <laughs> wait, this is the quote from the book. It says, He was just kidding. A real relationship could totally work. He would make it work. <laughs> I just, I love that so much. I just thought it was so funny. Through that whole piece when he's like sitting there and Nova's just like super late, I'm just like, Honey, where are you? Get in here. He's freaking out. <laughs> like, you gotta come in here and save this poor boy. He was like, I was just dying through the whole thing. I'm just like, someone needs to come save this boy so hard. (laughs) And then when she just walks in and just like, oh, she was just getting pretty. Like, she was just like trying to look nice. And I'm just like, honey, you should have hurried up. I was just like, oh, he was dying there. And he's just like, just kidding, you guys. We're meant for each other. (laughs) Just dying the whole time. I feel... I feel bad, though, because she didn't even stay that long either because she wanted to go get Ace's helmet. I felt bad for him that day. <laughs> that was a, just a really awkward part. And even with, like, Ruby and Oscar, that was really awkward for them, too, because Oscar's just like, he's just like, I actually do love Ruby. And so he's, like, trying to get her attention. And it's uh, just I like, thought that was cute. <laughs> he's, like, he's asking for everyone's advice about it. He's just like, do you think... We're made for, meant for each other. Do you think I'm a good guy? And he's like so insecure about it. And you're just like, oh, honey, you are a good guy. You, you, like you two are meant for each other. You love each other. She them, loves you. Them dancing on the dance floor. Everyone else is like kind of just you know doing whatever, and they were just going crazy from like what it was described. Like he was reeling him or reeling her in with like his cane, and like they were getting into it. That's when you're just you're just reading it and you're just like, oh yeah, you two love each other. You just you just need each other. How are you not already dating? <laughs> They're super cute. Actually, the gala is one of my favorite scenes. Like all of that awkward when I was reading the book, I'm just like, this is the best. You know, I mean, obviously you feel it. You know, like I I feel his awkward. You know, and his you know stress about how it's gonna work out oh, and everything. Yeah. But uh, one of my favorite scenes. And then I mean, after that, you know, Nova leaves and you know transforms, you know, into nightmare basically. And then she's just so boss, like just breaking into the the building and trying to get the, you know, the helmet. You're just like, yes, 
girl. Oh yeah. While while you were while I was reading that, her breaking in there, she's like, "Girl, you're killing it. You're you're kicking butt, being so boss." She's so cool. And when she was fighting, um, when she was fighting the whatever they're called, uh, Frostbite's team or whatever, like she's just like, like she can j- oh like her power is putting people to sleep, but she's also killing it with like. She doesn't even have any, like, they're, like, shooting her with ice and, like, super strength or whatever. But no, she, like, defeats them. And you're just like, girl, so boss. She's so cool. Like, so cool. Right? Like, even when Max came in and he's just, like. True. Like, shows up and she's just like, no, it ain't happening. It was, like, today. It was, like, 4v1. And she's just still, like, kicked butt. (laughs) Even Max got in there. Max is so freaked out. He's just like, what? <laughs> Not today. <laughs> Pulls out the charm, the vitality charm, oh. whatever. <laughs> okay, one thing that I really didn't like. So, at first, so at the beginning of the book, you know, no, not the book, the series. So, like, at the beginning of the series when, you know, you meet Nova as a little girl, I really liked Ace. Like, I liked her uncle because he was the nice guy. He was the guy to come and, you know, protect Nova, comfort her, take her in, you know, when her family had died. But then in this book, you know, Nova's telling Ace about, you know, Agent Den and, you know, talking about, you know, what's happening and, you know, everything that's going on. And Ace tells her to use her friendship and relationship with Adrian to her advantage. And I'm like... No! Oh. No! I, uh, just, yeah, my, uh, my love, like, for, for Ace, uh, completely shifted. Did not like him as much anymore, because he, I mean, he, I mean, I guess, you know, he was taken down by a little kid kind of thing, so he's a little angry, I mean, a lot angry, super annoyed. <laughs> it was literally a, <laughs> it was literally a baby <laughs> who took him down. Awkward. <laughs> right. Hurt his pride a lot. So, I mean, he's a little angry, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, no, that part, I was just like, what are you doing? So, Maya, yeah, he, uh, he became the real villain that day. Well, that was even, like, like well, t- what Talia was saying about how, like, when you're reading it from a villain's perspective, you're kind of just like, you go, girl! Like, like, you're not as annoyed that she actually wins. And so you kind of like a lot of the other anarchists. But with Ace, you're just like, okay, you're actually bad. You're actually a bad guy. Yeah. I was just, like, thinking that, too. Like, as Claire was saying that, it's like, you know what? I actually like all the anarchists. Like, but Ace? He, like, creeps me out. I do not like him. I think, like, like, even with, like, Leroy, he's super sweet. He cares about them. It's just he's had a lot of trauma in his past that made him a bad guy, right? A bad guy. You know? Yeah. yeah. In quotes. And even with Honey, Honey's so funny. And that's why I can't hate her. She's just she's just not an anarchist, but she is an anarchist. And I loved her for for like in bits and pieces. Like sometimes you're just like, Honey, you're being super annoying right now. Uh, but when she talks about Adrian, she's just like, oh, he's super cute. And you're just like, honey. When she when <laughs> yeah. she gives Nova the, the, like, the flirting lessons, it just, it's just so funny. Because Nova was even like, <laughs> she's like, she just 
explain this trick to me, but, like, I'm being, like, tricked by this. <laughs> it was so funny. Bringing me back to when, um, in Jumanji, when it's just, like, oh, flirt- yeah. the flirting lessons. This is my night. This is my dream and my nightmare. <laughs> All of the anarchists have their, you know, redeeming qualities kind of thing. And I mean, honestly, had some of them been in different situations, they probably wouldn't have even ended up as anarchists. You know, like they were just taken in by Ace. Like they became a family kind of thing. They were protected and, you know, all they really had to do was, you know, help him with his fight. But that's even with Nova, right? Like, if Ace hadn't come in there and been like, I'm gonna save you or whatever, she probably would have been raised as as a renegade, you know? Like, if her life had just been a slightly different, been slight, been a little different, <laughs> she probably would never have become Nightmare and one of the anarchists. Yeah, because she was sitting there and she was like, the renegades will come, the renegades will come. And if they actually showed up, she would have never lost her faith in the renegades. And so she probably would have, like, became a renegade herself. Like, it is possible, I feel like, despite her uncle being the main anarchist. She could have been fangirling with Adrian over there. Renegades, (laughs) I want to talk about, okay, Agent N. So I was kind of surprised... You know, when they came out and they were like, you know, we've developed a serum kind of thing to take away their powers. And then, you know, they actually tested it on an anarchist, which Winston, like the puppeteer, he was weird and creepy. But honestly, he wasn't a bad guy. I mean, obviously, okay, when he hooked children up (laughs) to puppeteer strings, then yeah, he was a bad guy. Making children his slaves. He's not a bad guy. (laughs) Yeah, no, in that sense, he was definitely a bad guy. Like, that's that's cruel in any (laughs) world. But, like, his relationship with Nova, he was not a bad guy. Like, they were friends, you know? He was around when Nova was growing up, right? So, like... He was a good guy, and he didn't really deserve to have his choice taken away. And I think that's one of the things that they talk about is, like, Adrian and Nova aren't exactly on board with Agent N, you know, because they feel like it takes away um, people's ability to choose, right? If if they go out and they're shooting people um, who are just, I mean, who knows what these people are doing, right? Like, maybe... You know, like, we don't know what's actually happening. But, like, then, you know, they get shot with Agent N. Like, their choice is taken away. Yeah. I think it's when he, it's, like, when people get, they just, they just start shooting anybody. I think it was, like, it was actually beneficial for Winston to, to have his powers taken away. You know? Like, when he had his powers taken away, he was just Winston. This kid who, like, well, not a kid. This guy who just was was dealing with traumas from his past, you know? And, but, like, him with his powers, he was the puppeteer, the guy who was using children as, as slaves, you know? Um, but it was when, like, for Winston, that was beneficial for him. But it's when you, when you get all trigger happy and, or whatever the term is, the way, like, Frostbite was, She's she's just, like, sh- ready to shoot anybody and take away their powers. It should be a choice. And even when, with people whose powers 
are painful, you know, or, or they're, they just don't want the powers, but it's when you just take away that choice. That's, that's the main thing that it comes down to is choice. Yeah, I, I actually, like, in the first book, I was more leaning towards, like, oh, I agree more with, like, the renegades, like, ideas and stuff, but when they brought that up, I totally, like, 100% was like, that is not cool. Like, I get it in some situations, but I don't think the, the patrol unit should be equipped with it and just allowed to use it anytime they want. Like, I thought that was... I did not like that at all. And I think that Callum, Wonder Boy, brings up a great point. He said something about um, how, like, again, with, like, the choice thing, they no longer, if they had wanted to change their ways and use their powers for good, they no longer have that choice. Like, I don't see how, like, Winston's powers could have been used for good unless he had another power that he just was hiding, but... But there are times, like, where some of the powers, they could be used for good things, not bad. And if you just, like, take away that those powers, then they don't even have the choice to use them for good anymore if they, along the road, wanted to. I, I get what you're saying with, like, once the Renegades came out with Agent N, it's kind of just like, why would you let anybody, like, any one of the Renegades, like, they're not all good. They're not all, um, they're not all, like, Callum or, like, just so pure. And they're not all cinnamon rolls like Adrian. (laughs) They're all just, like, so why would you give them this power to just take away this piece of every, these people's identities, you know? Like, after Winston wasn't the puppeteer anymore, he had some sort of identity crisis because he was he was the puppeteer he wasn't winston he was the puppeteer puppeteer in adrian's case they were saying that like oh you can use agent n like if you get the opportunity to use it on the sentinel like immediately just go with it but then imagine if they like did that and then like remove the mask and see that it was adrian like wouldn't they feel guilty for that? Like, that's Adrian Everhart that they just, like, would have done that to. And, like, all he might have needed was, like, maybe a, a talking to or a meeting to find some common ground between them. Like, I don't know. I don't like Asian and I don't like it either. It was probably, like, as soon as they came out with it, I'm just like, why? No, I definitely don't agree with it either. Did you guys have some things that surprised you about this book? I've read this series like almost three times now, so it's hard to remember like what surprised me the first time. But I think one of the things was when Nova fell asleep, because I didn't know that she could actually do that if the circumstances were right. And she fell asleep like like in Adrian's arms, like basically too, like her enemy. And so I was just like, oh my gosh, she just fell asleep like that. And then she slept for like a full like 24 hours. And I'm like, what? Is she okay? But she she was fine. <laughs> Which is so interesting, like that you that you mentioned that like 
They were supposed to be arch enemies. Haha, <laughs> throwing in the name. <laughs> um, they were su- they're, they're, they're on opposite sides of this. But yet that's where they felt the most comfortable. Was mm-hmm. like that's where she was the most comfortable enough to fall asleep. That's when she was able to finally just let go. And she told him about what happened to her family. Yeah. Right? That's when she finally just let those, well, most of, let down most of her walls about it all, which was, like, they're, they're supposed to be enemies, but yet, they're not. That was just so She almost, like, she almost incriminated herself, too, like, she just about said, and then I put the bad guy to sleep, but then she, like, she couldn't, she, like, stopped, and she's like, and, and my uncle saved me then. But she she couldn't say the whole story. I was kind of hoping she would. I'm just like, just tell him. Tell him oh the truth. Oh, my goodness. I wonder what would have happened. Right? Like, would he have just, like, killed her? <laughs> would Or would he have been like, it's Nova, though? Like, that's the interesting thing. I think he just would have sat there in shock. And I don't know. I think Nova wouldn't have stuck around. Haha, <laughs> you put him to sleep? I wonder if he would have rationalized it, too. He, he could have gone like, yeah. you hit him with a baseball bat knocked him out put him to sleep honestly probably he he probably honestly wouldn't have believed her at first he would have been like what no you're joking haha <laughs> funny but not funny because you know he kept rationalizing them i was so embarrassed when as they rationalized <laughs> i'm just like no you're on the right track and they're just like it can't be because of this this and this and you're just like oh I, 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 mm. it is though it is yeah uh, do you guys have a favorite character um, that's, like, same as last book, different from last book? Soraya, I know you've been holding this in, the like, this whole time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love Callum. <laughs> He's just... Oh, the Wonder Boy. Like, I just can't... Um, he comes in, and you're just like, oh, you're so nerdy. You're so cute, right? And then he's just like, I just help people see the wonder and everything. And you're just like, honey, he's so pure. Yeah, I just love the pure, the pure little boys. He's so sweet, though. He's just like, he tries so hard. And when he's talking with Nova, he's just like, I just, I just want people to see the beauty of this world. And I'm just like, that is such a pure want. And he doesn't want the violence. He doesn't want the insane political changes. He wants people to see this beautiful world for how he sees it. He wants people to see the beauty and he wants people to be harmonized. And I just love the way he's just so pure and so sweet. I just can't with him. The new (laughs) cinnamon roll. The new cinnamon roll. Cinnamon roll. 2.0. 2.0. This is so hard. I honestly, I don't know if I can even choose. Because my my first thought would be Adrian. Like, I've been Naturally. going off about Adrian this whole <laughs> time, right? But, like, honestly, Nova is such this, like, boss lady. And I just love her. She, like, she does things. And I'm just cheering for her this whole time. I think she's great, too. And then there's Dana. And I... Honestly, I think she's a little underrated because she's, I, I love her personality. Like her little side comments, that is totally something I'm about. Like where she like, 
she says things and doesn't really care what like how people will like think about it so it's definitely between those three i love how marissa puts in those boss yeah yes i just love her boss characters marissa's boss characters like in these books and in uh the lunar chronicles she's got a ton of boss characters in that all the boss women you know that's all i wanted to say ah (laughs) yeah so i think adrian definitely has his moments I, I don't know, I think it changes, like, depending on the chapter. But honestly, I think for this book, I'm going to go with Nova, with, like, Adrian and Dana, like, very close, close mm-hmm. behind. Yeah, I agree with you. It is really hard to choose. Honestly, I'm going to stick with our little cinnamon roll one, our first cinnamon roll, the original. Uh, I'm going to stick with Adrian here, because, uh, I don't know, I just... I love the conflict that he has. And, I mean, I love his relationships with people. Like, he's just, you know, an all-around good guy most of the time. And he's super awkward, so I just, I love that. So we're going to go with Adrian. Well, thank you guys for being on here with me. Thank you for sharing your passion for this book. Uh, Because I love that. I love letting people share their passion. I love, you know, sharing my passion with people. And books are definitely part of that uh do you guys have any final thoughts out of the trilogy the second book is definitely my favorite just because this is like you know what's happening you know the characters like there's no confusing like trying to figure out what's going on anymore and then there's like adrian and nova like being all awkward and like they're figuring their stuff out then there's ruby and oscar and then there's all these like epic like nova moments uh, i i just agree with you just you everyone needs to read this book honestly like it's not i don't think it's as cringy as like we're making it out to be there's just very cringy moments but like a lot of it's just like not too it's just those select cringy moments that are just major moments like the gala yeah. big piece of the story really cringe but it's also you know? like it's part like cute too like it's there's like fringe and cute but you like you're conflicted because you're like you do i like this or do i hate it or do i love it (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is definitely a good book and definitely on my shelf of favorites not that i actually have a shelf of favorite books it's just kind of books in general um but yeah thanks again uh and thank you for reading along with us you can follow open books with claire on instagram using the link in the show notes or using our handle at open books with claire this episode was hosted by myself claire oster talia and Sraya. it was edited by alex williams the music we use is by paper planes and open books with claire is produced by mecco radio and we are a proud member of the create vine bye